time playing Bad Moon Rising Friendly Fire 48 There are Ruskies and Germans fighting Throwing down in the Ukraine Don't expect a lie as it takes place at night Turns in Bad Moon 6.5 I see tomatoes growing I know Ruskies are coming soon Garden the Cocos is tough going They will attack the village soon Scattered clouds inside And VR is three, that's right There's a full moon on the rise Yep, here we go Yep, Rusty snuck across the Dnieper. Yes, they are quite prepared to die. Ruskies are all helping for leather. Germans are in for a hard time. ASL, that's right. It's a huge part of our lives. We're playing Bad Moon on the Rise. Can't go out tonight I'm sorry, darling wife For playing Bad Moon on the Rise Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Hello, David. Come in, please. Welcome to the two half squads, everybody. That's a very nice shirt. Who is that? Oh, that's Dave behind the shirt. And that's Hello? an Aslock shirt, and it's full of paint splotches because I was staining today the skylights up there that I stained the wrong color. So I had to, what's the, what's the stupid tax when you do something stupid, the punishment? Then you have to sand it all off. If you Ooh. use the wrong color stain. Ooh. Well, yeah, that's you are using blue. No. Why is There's there blue all over your shirt? That's from a different jobs. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I am no um, Columbo. You know, I can see you've been painting something blue today. <laughs> he doesn't look anything like that or sound anything like that. Columbo is one of my best imitations because nobody can guess that that's who it is because he doesn't sound like it and he doesn't look like that. So well, I don't think you're supposed to fool people with your imitations. <laughs> it's like my Sean Connery is getting better and better. Uh, 
I'll be leaving for I'll <clears throat> I'll be leaving for France next week, Miss Moneypenny. See, doesn't sound anything like Sean Connery. <laughs> I've heard it better in the past. <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening to me. Is uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to find another skill, Dave. My Did skill you, set is well. Perhaps you could uh, play the guitar. Could play the guitar. I could do that. That's a good idea. And speaking of playing, you played the guitar very well on that, uh, our opening song there. <laughs> Thanks uh, to Dennis Donovan again. Thank you, lyrics. Dave. Yeah. For Bad Moon Rising. Yes, indeed. Yeah, very well. And very well recorded. Very well performed. I could feel it. I could feel it in my bones. I turn it way up when you sing. So That's a punishment enough. So how's Dave? How's Dave? Uh, doing, doing fine. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird, though. Do you, do you ever have, like, on your Facebook or your, uh, like, Snapchat, when you get, it shows you, like, five years ago today, you know? Do you ever get that? Yeah, Ten it's years on my, ago today. I, whenever I log into Tinder. Um, yeah. Tinder? Isn't that a dating thing? Yeah. Okay, Cupid. Here's what you looked like five years ago. <laughs> yeah, you know that thing. It does yeah. pop up. Memories from yeah, memories. years ago, and it shows the kids. Mine's been starting to do five years in the future. And it's showing me pictures of me like what? 20 years from now. And it shows me pictures of me old and like in a wheelchair. Wow. What is is yours doing that? That's a great feature. No, I, I I don't have that at all. Mine, it just shows up an empty chair. <laughs> Five years from now. <laughs> it's really scary. An empty chair, just a hat on the table. It's actually a really good idea for like a horror story or a Twilight Zone, isn't it? It is, yeah. Oh, wow. I actually, uh, when I was in high school... I used to write short stories. I, I wanted to be a writer. I didn't realize that when you got out of college, you had to actually, you know, write. Something. But um, <laughs> when I was in high school, I wrote a story because I wrote science fiction stories. I wrote a story about a guy who was so tired of getting junk mail. He wrote on his junk mail, deceased, and put it back in the mailbox. And suddenly it's like all of his junk mail turned off the electric company turned off his electricity uh that the bank came and repossessed his house he couldn't convince anybody that he was still alive i like it it was a it was a very clever story yeah someday i'll turn it into a movie me and i'm i'm in talks with quentin tarantino and sean connery sean's passed away oh okay well it's too late then 10 years from now yeah <laughs> yeah we'll see anyway good to see you good to see you sir i just got back from my 30th annual fishing trip let's boy, see we've been time. going we've been going for uh 30 years 30 years ago today <laughs> yeah 30 years ago today i had brown hair and a mustache Wow. We should post a picture. I've got a picture from that first fishing trip. It's pretty. Yeah. yeah send it. Struggling. Yeah. Put it up in the post. 
I get better looking every year. I'm I'm happy to say. Oh, that is true. But yeah, that's that's kind of been kind of interesting. Thirty years. I I will have to say next year I'm, I got to draw the line. Some of the guys tell the same stories. They they have been telling the same stories for thirty years. That's why I, that's why I keep getting new friends. <laughs> that's a good idea. I'm going to take different friends next year. Start a <laughs> new tradition. Poor Laura, she has to hear me tell the same stories any, anytime we have new people over. What else is there? It's, it's yeah. all I... Oh. Well, you can talk about philosophy or life or, I don't know. Do men a, do that? Advanced squad leader. Do men talk about philosophy in life? <laughs> Not on the fishing trip. It's pretty right. rare. Only, talk... only you and I do that. It, it's pretty interesting because... Four or five of the guys will go out. One guy will come back in. He'll tell me about the fish he caught. Next guy comes in. He tells him about the fish he caught. Next guy comes in. He tells him about the fish he caught. And then at dinner, he tells everybody about the fish he caught. And boy, I know everything I need to know about the fish he caught. Uh, and for, as I'm eating the fish, I'm enjoying every bite because I'm thinking, I'm glad that fish is dead. That's right. You well, you do eat them. That's true. We eat them. I'm I'm usually in charge of cooking. I do I get the deep fryer going, and I make uh, corn fritters and uh, all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, we eat well. So that's anyway, great. but but none of them are gamers. So maybe that's a good thing. I get a break from gaming. So it's good to be back, and we can talk about ASL. Yes, sir. We could start right now. Okay. The um, Bad Moon Rising song referenced, as you heard. Well done. It referenced um, a scenario from Friendly Fire Pack. Uh, it's scenario 48 from a Friendly Fire Pack. Did you know that? I guess I didn't realize that, no. Mm -hmm. I did not do my research on the song lyrics. Kolodorov, Ukraine. 1941, Germans, and of course, Russians, and I'm assuming it's a night rule game. <laughs> oh, there it is. I'm on the ASL archive. The night rules uh, are in use for that one. So that would explain it to everybody. That's Let's... why it's in the song? Yep, Bad Moon Rising. That Dennis Donovan. He is the next Bob Dylan. He digs deep for meaningful lyrics. He does. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's see what else we got going on for this show. Well, I think there's some news. In the news. What do you have, Jeffrey? In the news. You have the first news item. The updated reprint of Hollow Legion, which includes the Soldiers of the Negus module, Negus? Soldiers of the Negus module, covering the 1936 Ethiopian War, and the reprint of Rising Sun, which will include the Suicide Creek historical ASL from ASL Journal 9, are expected to be released in the next couple of months. Sword and Fire Manila is also scheduled for release 
by the end of the year. Dave? Well, also in the news, the green hell of Ainur. Is a advanced squad leader game coming out that will feature the Ewoks fighting against the German tanks. What? With, yes, with big logs on ropes. <laughs> Green Hell of Einor. Is it wasn't Einor a planet in where the Ewoks lived? Uh, no, they lived on uh fish. No, they lived on um you know that other planet. <laughs> I don't remember which planet they lived on, actually. Well, the green hell of Ainor is Le Francteur's attempt at bringing two weeks of epic fighting that took place in the Ardennes Forest during the very first days of Fall Gelb, the invasion of France. There are... by Lionel. I'm in the middle of a news item, sir. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what did he say? Sorry, Dave. Designed by Lionel Collin and Xavier Vitry, with the help of scholars in the fields of French and military history and the international team, that is, Le Fracteur. It will have everything you need to play with a giant map and some new vehicle counters and some fighter bomber counters that are on their webpage there. And three campaign games with new counters the Senegalese Tyrelliers, Algerians, colonial troops, foreign legion, etc. etc. Yeah, I think I might have to try again. Yeah, that's sounding pretty good. Sorry, what I'm else? salivating a little bit. Sorry. What a, if you see me turning my head like this, it's because I'm I'm working on two machines and of course I'm always grabbing the wrong mouse pad. Okay. I thought maybe you had developed a tick. <laughs> And do you have something, Jeff, from Advancing Fire? Yes, from Advancing Fire, we've got an ad here. You can pre-order this now. Our, our very close friends at Advancing Fire, they are close personal friends from Italy. And this is um, Prakovorka, Prakorovka, Prakorovka, uh, which depicts the main episodes of the fights around the Ak oh boy, Akchabrisky state farm and hill 252 in the so-called tank field southwest of prakavorka town easy for you 10th, to say yeah on the 10th 11th and 12th of july notice they didn't take any days off in there it's the 10th the 11th and the 12th um july 1943 during the battle of kursk between the second ss panzer corps and uh, let's see is that the second i think so and mainly the fifth guard tank army so We've had some products before from Advancing Fire, very great stuff. And this looks very good and includes a box. We might do a box art review on this one, Dave. It'll have real art. 13 action pack scenarios, complete with starter kit rules, including one campaign game, uh, four full counter sheets with 384 full color die cut five eight inch ASL counters and 560 full color die cut one half inch ASL counters. You're salivating too, aren't you? Where are we going to put them? I 
I'm uh, I'm actually digging an extension in my basement. Did you know you could do that? Yes. Yeah, you could just I took off a piece of paneling and I dug a hole about this big. So it's far, it's like, only about a foot deep. It's taken what, me about three months. You found dirt behind it? Yeah, there's dirt back there. No yeah. concrete? No, not if you go far enough. <laughs> uh, also included on this uh, 136 by 22 historical map sheet. Actually, there's one, two, three, three historical map sheets and a rules pages. It comes with a lot of stuff. So go to Advancing Fire. Let's see, advancingfire.com and look for this for pre-order. Let's just see how much it is. I forgot to look at that. Oh, yeah. It's only 85 euros on, on uh, pre-order. Fantastic. And then shipping to the United States is $800 unless you have a vaccination card. Cost prohibitive. Oh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I like those. I like the stuff they make there. See, you're still wearing your fishing vest. I am. Yes, I get dressed on uh, very un, uh, slowly. Is that a life jacket too? Um, so far, no. Stack cars available for Murder Creek have been improved. The size issue has been fixed and they are more transportable with an enclosed case. But the problem of production cost and time made it hard to justify the case. Therefore, you can now get the base of the ammo box with the stack guards for the original price, saving you money. They can always add the cover later if you want them. You can also choose different colors to have yours printed and nationalities put onto yours at no extra charge. Customizable, yes, for a small fee, you can customize your ammo box with anything you'd like, from a picture of your favorite army unit to your name to a photo of your wife. Wow. That's what I want. Good old Ritter Krieg, always doing cool stuff. Uh, and I've got uh, Hatton and Flames printable sheet. One of the features of Hatton and Flames campaign games is the rubble generation between scenarios, Dave, as you know. If you care to declutter the map, here are some overlays that should fit nicely. Make sure you click actual size and not adjust image to paper. I'm starting to sound like Richard Nixon. <laughs> when printing and the size of the rubble should be exactly 1.1 inches high. I don't know why I had to read the uh, the printing instructions. <laughs> just, just figure you're going to go through a, a ream of paper trying to get these things printed out. But once you do, it'll be worth it. So there's a, a link there. We'll post it on the show to go to to download your own overlays. That's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Now this commercial. Thanks for the filler. Ritterkrieg, the half twads, is brought to you by Ritterkrieg. Maker of fine stack guards, supplier of most all ASL products you could possibly want to purchase, and free shipping. I couldn't find the bell. Get it? Good, because that made that ringing noise last time. That's for Ritter Creek. That's the Ritter Creek theme song. Now I've got some tournament announcements, Dave. I've, uh, I've actually gleaned this information, gleaned from uh, the back of the latest issue of the View from the Trenches. Uh, there are several tournaments coming up, we hope. In Europe, yes. For instance, 
We've got uh, Heroes 2022 is coming up, which will be held in Blackpool, England on March 3rd through 6th of 2022 at the Headlands Hotel. So obviously uh, you should be checking with your local, you know, directly with the websites and uh, with all of the hotels and stuff to make sure that things are being held together. Because even as we speak, conventions are popping up and closing down. But Heroes 2022 sounds pretty good. Following a forced break in 2021, Heroes aims to return in 2022 to continue its success to fill the gap for UK ASL action in the first half of the year. So I hope they make it. This is open to new players as well as experienced players. The cost, it's very reasonable, uh, 15 pounds. If you register before February 20th, uh, it's 20 pounds if you get there and pay at the door. And they've got a nice... Uh, booking form for you on the back of View from the Ten Trenches in this current issue. So get there. Also, Aslock, 35, October 3rd through the 10th, 2021. It's coming up soon, kids. It is. In Cleveland, Ohio, as usual. $30 if you're pre-registering, $40 at the door. That's a really good deal. Can't beat it with yeah. a stick. I mean, we could go. We could go there and sleep in our car, in my van with the inflatable. And we could just eat. um, You know, for food, we could just eat like sugar and salt packets that we take from the from the room service cart as it goes by. And them little ketchup packets from like McDonald's. Yeah, there's actually very good vitamin content in there. Also in the news, March Madness 2021 three-player pack is available. The great chaps at the Kansas City ASL Club have made their three-player scenario pack for sale. has six scenarios with Germans, Partisans, Russians, Belgians, Italians, and Americans in the mix. Playable by three people at once. Excellent. Never get enough of those. Do you have anything else for the news, Jeff? Pants optional. Uh, That's it for the news. Thank you for joining us, everyone, and good night. Good night. Well, Jeff, we had a contest recently. We did. Yes. That and a lot of response. It's the Rally Point prize. And I see three, four contestants. Jeff, pick a number between one and four. I'm going to roll a die. Got one right here. Two. And number two is, oh, I'm still in my radio voice. Mark Bergen. Congratulations, Mark. Congratulations, Mark. You are going to be one happy camper when you get that. We'll be sending you this with the proceeds that we hope to make when I post on eBay a sealed Beyond Valor game donated to the two half squads from... Stephen Stephen Banks. Excellent. Thank Great you. Prizes. Yeah. This prize donated by Rich Spilkey sent to you with funds from Stephen Banks and effort packaging from the two half squads. 
what is in the box? One of our favorite episode, uh, segments on this show is a little segment we like to call What's in the Box? And tonight, we're going to just say What's in the Box? And Dave, I've got to ask you, what's oh, in the box? You know, wait, I thought you were going to do what's in the box. Oh, do I? We both have it in the box. Yeah. I have, we both have digital things in the box ah yes digital things the digital box i have break contact number issue number one yeah tell me about break contact well we will set a link for that for you hopefully folks too it's a fanzine for tactical war gamers it is issue number one in this issue uh there is a bunch of scenarios and there is a what if for World War II if the Czechoslovakians had continued to fight and it had provided some special rules that you can use for the, if you were to play with the Czechoslovakians. Um, there is uh, Night Light Rules, L-I-T-E, which is um, a little section on how to play an easier version of Night Rules. It's just got a little list of like uh, how to just modify it a bit so it's easier to play. Just if you just use this list of things like to represent darkness, each unit's line of sight does not extend beyond three hexes of their own hex. And then blazes acquisition is non-applicable greater than three hexes. So if you just use this, supposedly that would be an easy way to play the night rules. Now, since you and I are such experts on the night rules, Jeff. True. Probably wouldn't need that. No. But one of the scenarios is break contact number 27. The original breaking contact, I think, was from the Australians. And they were packs of um, scenarios. This one has articles also. Uh, it has an uh, interview with Xavier Vitri. The man behind Le Franc Terrier, which we couldn't get him to come on and do an interview. I think he was worried about his English, but we could try again. But you can read it right here, folks. He's talking about what's coming up with the company, talking about the starting out with the rat pack charts, how those came about um, from the seller pack 10 and what he would change about ASL, all kinds of good stuff in there. There's a scenario analysis chape chalk block, which is Bounding Fire Productions 27. This is one that Mike Rizzi and I both played uh, during our playing of, which we're still in of the jungle stuff from mm -hmm. Bounding Fire. Mm -hmm. And it's a great series replay, got good pictures illustrating all the setup. I, comparing it to how it went for me, it was interesting for me to read this. Even if you haven't played it or you're thinking of playing it, you may want to give this a read. You can try his setup or try something else. Yep. There's a Primisol bridge thing in here, which is uh, reinforcement groups for that game to add on to that game. There is a good article in here. Um, Call Little Wars. They got the picture of H.G. Wells playing 
the first miniatures games, which I have over over here on my bookshelf, Jeff. Yes, you do. And it's talking about um, how to win a game. You don't have your key weapons too far forward. Poor coverage of avenues of approach, etc. Um, what to do with low units? How to best position dummies, and so on. And it's got uh, the Australian Commandos article and scenario 28 knock on the door which we won't get into um an article about the online tournaments and how the vassal's been being used and what are the advantages and disadvantages of playing online tournaments that's by mark gilgrist paddington bears group and You can give submissions to them for issue number two. It's got scenario 29, short shot, sh short, sharp shock two. Um, and that's it. So again, the first tournament, Aussie tournament packs came out. And then this is like the pack with the scenarios in it and all those great articles. And it's free. Ooh, free. So take a look. I'll buy it if it's free. I'm going to get my wallet out just because it's a good habit. No, no, it's free. Okay. Love it. Well, that's hey. great. Uh, shall I go on with what I've got in the box? Yeah, although my vision's getting blurry or something, Jeff. No, it's my house is fading into another dimension. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, or, uh, yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's not me. Yeah, it's a quantum mechanics thing. <laughs> um, what I have in the box, in my digital in the box, is a new issue. Always excited to see a new issue of View from the Trenches. And so here we go. Issue number 113, View from the Trenches, Britain's premier ASL journal. And I would have to agree. This is the PDF edition, of course, because it is digital. And if you buy this in the UK, it's two pounds sterling, otherwise known as two quid, uh, which is a little bit less than a guinea, or two guineas, I guess, a little bit less than two guineas. I don't know how many bob that is, though. They've got all the words. I have donated in our honor, just so you know. Oh, you have? Oh, that's great. Yes, to help defray the cost of producing these free products for us. How much did you donate? A, a farthing? A half? Uh, ten, ten bucks or something. A shilling? Two shillings? Two and six? Okay. Well, great. Thank you, Dave, for, for doing that on our behalf. And then in the U.S., normally this would be $5. Now, um, there's a little... Um, prep fire, a little like editorial section right at the beginning of the magazine. And I'm going to read this. I'm not going to read the whole magazine, obviously, because you're all going to want to get it and print it out and read it yourselves. But uh, Pete Phillips writes at the beginning and he says, there's a grave lack of material related to the play of ASL in this issue, mainly due to having a lack of articles to use. I'm even running out of old material that might be usable if it could be worked into some sort of usable state. The next issue is likely to see more of the same with an article on the T-37 tank by Michael Davies that's lined up unless he can get something ASL related to replace it. And then 
he goes on to say, after the cancellation are both heroes and double one. I guess that's a tournament uh, earlier this year. Hopefully the bounding first fire will go ahead as planned in November. That's and true. it'll give us a chance to take pictures and get everyone included and stuff in the next issue. So he didn't say such, but I'm guessing that uh, Mr. Pete Phillips would enjoy articles from anybody. So if anybody would like to try their hand at writing about the greatest game in the world and send it into view from the trenches, it might be chance to get your name uh, in print and immortalized. So that you wouldn't have to worry about just fading into obscurity when you die. That's true. That's yeah. one way to live on. Yeah. So uh, great magazine. They always list uh, some stuff at the beginning. Um, uh, they list a few of the stores that are in the that in in the UK that stock their ASL stuff. They mention a. Oh, they mention uh, London's Advanced Squad Leader Group, which meets every Saturday, though the first Saturday of each month from around 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. That would be Greenwich Mean Time, otherwise known as Universal Time Code or UTC. Um, they're located in the Pendrels Oak. That's a long day, though. In London, it's a long day, 8.30 a.m. to 5, or 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. There's probably a four-hour lunch break there because you can go to the pub. Don't they have to mow their lawns and stuff on Saturday in London? They have very small lawns in London. Oh, yeah, that's probably oh, yeah. it. Really smart. And you can find details at the londonasl.siterulebix.com. So uh, if you're in London, that'd be a great way to spend time rather than seeing the Queen <laughs> and stuff like that. She's busy. She doesn't have time for you. Or like trying to get those guards to like yell at you. Yes. Get behind the white line. Step behind the line. They've America. seen it. They've done that. Then they've got a little uh, news page, which I won't go over because that's their news page. Uh, but they got some, they go into all the products that are coming out. Uh, let's see. Then there's an announcement for about uh, the double one tournament of 2021 it says here the announcement of the government roadmap out of lockdown in february of 2021 meant that events would be able to take place as normal in england however just in time uh double one was going to start in june but unfortunately the rapid spread of the delta covid variant messed up the government's plans and so they went to plan b or plan v as they call it which was to do the entire tournament on Vassal. So that's how that went. And they have a little listing here of what was played and who played it and how the results turned out. Um, they also have a very good article in this issue by Michael Davies uh, on the Bren gun, all about the Bren gun. Wait, is Where he came from how it was developed? Pardon me? Isn't he from the Kinks? Michael Davies? Yeah. Yes, he is. Cool. The Bren gun, B-R-E-N gun. Yeah, the British uh, machine gunny. Yes. Yeah, very good article. It writes extensively. Uh, some nice pictures in there. We always like pictures. Uh, lots of detail. I didn't read through the whole article, 
Uh, but here, here, I'll share this page because that's this looks, you're going to like this. Um, that's a long one too, isn't it? Like five? Yes, it is. Tactics. How Brent's, do I share my, oh, here, I'm going to share my screen. Do I have to make you host? Oh, we're not on Zoom. Brens and ASL. And you see this uh, chap here, this picture? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it looks it looks an awful lot like a young Sean Connery. Oh, that is a young does Sean. Does it not, Miss Moneypenny? It does. <laughs> You'll never get away with this, Goldfinger. You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. But it does look like Sean Connery, doesn't it? Sure does. Yeah, pretty amazing. Remember that picture I, I took... It, of uh, a guy that looked like uh, Donald Sutherland walking in Ireland. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you were like, oh, where'd you run into him? Yeah, it, it, that absolutely looked like Donald Sutherland. Actually, my favorite Sean Connery quote is, is from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where he plays Indiana Jones' father. And uh, he talks about you know, certainly, Indy, you didn't bring the my diary with you. You wouldn't fly into Germany with my diary. And Indy was like, well, I kind of did, Dad. And, he's, and uh, Dr. Jones says, I should have given it to the Mox brothers. <laughs> I love that line. Uh, then we got an ad here for Bounding Fire in Blackpool. Coming up in uh, November of this year. The 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st. A little um, ah. analysis. Let's see. What cool. is this? Oh, is that an ad? No, that's uh, how to approach and engage a German line of tanks in the yes. desert. In Blazing Chariot. So it's a little, uh, a little lesson here. That's cool. Which is very cool. An ad for this product that we already saw. The um, sorry, I shouldn't be scrolling around. Pro, Prokhorovka. Yes. Oh, that's that's easy for you to say. Yes, very nice ad. Then an interesting article here about skulking. Very short article about skulking. Yeah, is um, <clears throat> are they questioning if it should exist or not in the rules? I yeah, think I can that over. Yeah. Yeah, the first time a guy pulled that on me, Jeff, was well, Wally when he was teaching me this stuff, you know, and I was just kind of like, that's kind of cheating. You know, you're going to shoot at me and then, you know. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, that's a good, good question to ask. Yeah. Yeah, but they have a very, they sum it up in the last sentence. I will not say what the last sentence is because I want everybody to go to the view from the trenches website and download this and send them a little bit of money to let them know that you love them because nothing says I love you like cash. Mm -hmm. And go to this page and read that the, the last sentence on there. I'm just going to scroll up on that so people can't see that anyway. Um, for those of you that are watching us on video. You know what my favorite John Connery quote is? Okay. From Zardoz. Oh, I, I have never seen Zardoz. Yeah, when he says, I love to see them running, Zardoz speaks to you. 
I've never seen it either. I just Google the quotes from Zardoz. Like, who's seen Zardoz? I don't know. Anybody's I actually? I have no idea. I actually didn't get a chance to look at this, this contest number 130 that they put in their magazine on page 16. I'm guessing this is kind of a setup of uh, a situation, and then you're supposed to kind of do an analysis and think about how you would get out of this jam or get get through this or how do you win this and different things. And um, it's it's a great icebreaker at parties. You bring this up, you set this out in front of a bunch of people, and then they talk amongst themselves. If you're tired of hearing about fishing and golf, just whip out this contest number 130 from View from the Trenches. Uh, you'll also find great contests like that uh, at Ritter Krieg and on his news um, letter that he puts out. So go have a look at his also. They're, they're really good. Sorry, that's Ritter Creek. I don't have a bell. Well, great. Is that still going, that magazine? Uh, View from the Trenches? I mean, was that the last of it? That, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, that was pretty much the last. I'll leave the rest for everybody else. There's uh, there's a great listing. Listen, if you if you want to uh, have a pen pal or oh. somebody to stay with, listen. If you're in England and you need a place to stay, there's okay. a whole listing of ASL players and their addresses. You can just show up on their door. Hello, mate. <laughs> I'm here to play ASL and maybe sleep on your couch and drink your beer. So there's a whole list of players from uh, England and Scotland and Wales. There's only one person in Wales. That's that's a little bit sad. Come on, Wales. Come on. Get with Get it. Get with it, Wales. He must be very popular, though. Let's see. And then um, a list of conventions that are coming up for the year. And uh, I think that's the last of it. Very good magazine. It, yes, it's a little bit thin this month, but definitely worth getting and like i say send them a buck or yep. two send them a bob or a guinea cool indeed or a hen penny i don't know zardoz yeah Z come on really Ser seriously what's it even about does anybody know nobody even knows yeah how about barbarella did you ever see that one i have never seen that shouldn't aren't we like supposed to be like quirky sci-fi nut kind of guys shouldn't we have seen these we should have uh, you know i saw the flash gordon when uh, queen did the uh, soundtrack did you see that version of flash gordon no wait is it uh taking the black and white footage and then putting queen soundtracks under it oh no it was an actual whole production it came out in the late 70s mid 70s late 70s i lived in madison then let's see I think I lived in Madison. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Anyway. Did, I did watch the one John from Mars. Carpenter. John Carter. Carter. Yeah. Jimmy Carter from, on Mar, from Mars. On Mars. Remember, you, it was like the worst movie ever made or something? It was, uh, yeah, it was a stinker. I thought it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It was, the, I think they thought it was a, a bad because they spent so much money on it. Okay. So in, ter in terms of, yeah, how much would you invest in making average things? Yes. <laughs> yes. It just well, seems ridiculous. Like 
it's like the dialogue in that Star Wars film we were talking about where yeah. Anakin falls in love with that lady. Yeah. It was, what's her name? Padme? Padawan? Padme. Padme? Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's too bad. They they spent so much money on the um, on the effects and stuff, and they should have been spending it on the writing. And the John Carter books are excellent. I read six of them, and they were really good. And actually, about six years ago, about six and a half years ago, I'm not sure exactly when, I gave one to Robin. I said, here, she started reading it. By page 10, she was hooked, and she read the first three in about a week. And what have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? Well, Jeffrey, I've been playing Storming the Station. Ah, Storming the Station. Okay. Oh, from Valor of the Guards. Yes. yes. Ooh, look at all the goodies there, Dave. I know. Wow. You know, your flamethrowers, yeah. your DCs, your 838s, your 528s. It's all your stuff all together there on the board. Wow. Would you like to see the board? I would. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're playing live. That's even more exciting and uh, a little bit... Uh, Dangerous and lovely. Oh, yes. Look at that. Wow. Where did you get that? That board doesn't look like it's standard size hexes. It's uh, the uh, historical size. Ah, historical okay. board. <clears throat> Dave's Russians are all held up there in that railway station. I have to take that and some other buildings. And I have blown through down here. Although I had two tanks recalled with... With their broken guns. And yeah, don't fix the guns. Don't try. And then you can kind of see, I, I'm going to be able to take some houses down in here. I need an addition. But got to take the railway station. All those hexes where all those Russians are in that building there. This reminds me of the, uh, actually the way you're holding the camera, reminds me of when I was in Moscow. Uh, I mean, in Stalingrad. Volgograd, as they call it now, and we were getting a uh, helicopter tour of the city, and the uh, pilot was drunk, just horribly drunk. <laughs> so I'm kind of doing a little holding action over here just to keep those Russians from falling back. He's going to get reinforcements coming on. Oh. And, yeah, but I did get into the melee in that building, is where the opening bombardment managed to blow a uh, opening, you know, kill the units in there. And so I was able to take advantage of that. So you're... <laughs> and get into the building, and then it's still going to be tough. He's like, oh, I'm going to lose. You're in the building already. And I'm like, dude, that's fortified fanatic stronghold. So the Russians are, you know, morale like nine or ten in there, and he's got a commissar in there. It's going to be tough. It is. Um, but I do have two flamethrowers that just walked up over there toward that melee hex, and just outside the building, those big stacks coming up. Good Some DCs. 
but yeah, I already put one DC in there, rolled no effect, you know, typical. And I'm more in the course of breaking the flamethrowers right away. So that's what I'm playing lately. Uh, minefields. Are, are you able to cover his? You said he's got some reinforcements coming in. Are you able to cover that area where he's coming in? Have you got any uh, pre-registered hexes there, bore sighting, anything? No, and I didn't move quickly enough down in the bottom to get over there to block it. But I don't think you're given time enough to do that because they come on turn two. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, it's designed. Wow. Yeah, yeah. designed like that. So, um, but yeah, it's it's just fun. It's just good old ASL fun. All the big heavy toys. Yeah. And fighting in Stalingrad. So, yeah. great stuff. Yeah. I, I get reinforcements also turn three. He gets some more on four, and then I get some more on five. But what else have we been playing lately, Jeffrey? Well, we have been playing via the Miracle of Vassal. Here, let me share my screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been playing, we just finished playing Empire's Fall um, from action, from one of the action packs, AP 87, Empire's Fall. David was playing the Japanese, I was playing the British, and um, this didn't turn out too well. There were four areas that the British are supposed to protect. You can see them outlined in red here. Out on the plains, there's two spots, and then these two hills closer to the front. And um, there are there's a kind of a sliding scale on how soon you can uh, how soon the Japanese win if they take one of these spots. So, so if they take one or two hills within the first couple of turns, they win. Or if it's if it goes a little farther, they have to take more. So I thought I set up really well. Um, and there was a lot of territory to cover because the Japanese come over all, all along the east side, all along the south side. So I've got a lot of area to cover, but I thought I covered it well. Um, I had plenty of guns and uh, a couple of mortar, big mortars and stuff. I thought you were going to come waltzing right in. And most importantly, Dave, I had minefields. So I set up the minefields where you would for sure, for <laughs> sure. So you can see I set up minefields to cover the west, uh, the eastern edge. I'm going nowhere near it. I set up minefields to cover this uh, northern part. I did hit up there, remember? I you have did hit one, one yeah. couple up there because I thought you'd be trying to sneak up there to get into I, this. Area. I still would have hit a few more, too, except I was already blowing out the bottom pretty well, huh? Yeah. And I had minefields protecting the front of this hill. Because there's yeah. open ground there. I figured you'd be coming through there. And some minefields just around this building on this uh, secondary hill. And in fact, you didn't do any of that. No, sir. I came up toward those foxholes that I already overran. Yeah. And you had like four British squads around there with the light machine or something, right? And because yeah. of the cover of the orchard, I think it made it easy to do. I think I did a bonsai straight across. Yeah. And you can't get the neg two shots from down in there, but you know the whole terrain's pretty crowded. And then I hit the middle of that valley between the two hills, and I'm going to come up, yeah, because um, I have to take either the bill of the two buildings on the hills or clear the red zones that we have circled in red in there. So I'll need a picture of this to post for the audio listeners. Oh and yes. 
Um, yeah, so that was that was kind of disappointing because um, you moved your forces up through these trees. I barely got a shot at you. You were coming through this valley, and I'm just kind of lollygagging like, oh, he's going to come through this valley. So I moved my troops up here to protect the mouth of the valley because I figured you were coming here to one of these red zones. Oh, no. I want to go up. What you want to do is you're just coming through here, and then you're going to turn left and right and go up these hills. Yeah. Yeah. And even the big stack, it's a big stack down there that's prep fired. The Japanese have by the, and there's OBA that I had too going off yes. there. You yeah. see, FFE was zeroed in on that hill. Can you, um, and then can you highlight that stack down by the wire? Yeah. The one you're just on, the big stack. This you one. can make it pop out. Yeah. There's a little kill stack with a 10 neg two or something, right? Yep. All the machine guns laying the fire on the ridges up there and then the OBA hitting the back. And so, yeah, we, we, we called that one quits. What was the name of this one? Do you recollect? This was Empire's, Empire's Fall. Fall. Yeah. Yeah. AP 87. I loved it, but it was fun, but I just, I just messed it up. I had my artillery pieces here set up these AA guns so that they had crossfires going, but you weren't coming anywhere near where their crossfire was happening. And right. you do remember I started to advance up next to them and then realized, no, just stay. Don't go up there until I can go up there with multiple hexes full of Japanese troops. Yeah. Don't put up one stack, you know, just next to it, just giving you one enemy to shoot at. So you let me take back that advance off the hill and yeah. wait. And the rest of these troops can come on over, too. So... Yeah, and we thought about replaying it again, um, but we were trying to get through the whole action pack, so yeah. we just went on to the next one, which it's we're always, still playing. It's always the question that burns, you know, is should we play it again? Because it's fresh in our minds, and uh, alternative strategies are fresh in our minds that we could try. But then, yeah, there's that pressing, gee, maybe we should just move on and play the next thing and come back to this some other time, which is never going to happen. Probably not, but it's Probably. nice to is that so yeah that's the good thing you save your setups from the beginning yes and you don't have to get out all the counters i know you love counters jeff yes yes i do one of the beauties of vassal is not having to deal with the counters yep well i don't know you know right. where, if you were playing uh the the allied side where would you have put mines knowing that you had all of this to cover is there some very obvious spots where you would have put minefields I would have went probably the ridge line, and you do kind of have them there. But I would think the Japanese may come through this woods. Oh, through here. Yeah, so I would have put the mines more there because you can get nice negative shots at them from the building on the hill, right? Or the ridge where those mines are down if they come out of that other wood, lower woods. Yes. You know, so I would I would have just had them over to where I did come. Uh, your northern placement's good also, but yeah, it's a lot of ground to cover. So It's a lot of ground to cover. I guess I can see that you have ways, uh, the Japanese have ways of moving through cover. So there's really no need, as I'm looking at this, there's really no need for them ever to be crossing open ground, really. So yeah. to have stuff in open ground. 
and have all this coverage in open ground is probably not necessary. Maybe not. And I think you're not moving these British up under the foxholes, up around Hex T in the north there. Left, other left. Oh, these? Yeah, those three guys, right? They should be moving or? Yes, they, they, they were covering um, because. Oh, because I the, just now. Got, yeah. One of the early conditions was you. Um, you would win on the first or second turn, whatever it was, by clearing everything off of this board. That's right. Side. Yeah. So I needed to protect the board. That's correct, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I just now got into the woods up top, so now would be the time you could start shifting them down. Yes. Uh, but, All right. Well, live so and learn. That's the theory. Live and learn. I don't abide by that theory, but that is the <laughs> Now that's false. We've learned not to put our mortars in buildings. Yes, we have learned. Two things I remember from one day to the next. So uh, our next scenario, which we won't show because if we show it, we'll we'll have to kill each other because we have hidden units. But uh, we'll talk about that next show probably. We will indeed. Yeah. Now I'll wrap this one up. Yeah, I guess that's it for this show. Number one, 280. Where are 280. we? 280. Yeah, 280. Excellent. Going to hit that 300 mark soon. Yep. Yeah, we're getting there. All right. Great to see you, Dave. Uh, Good look to forward see you, to sir. you soon. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening as usual. We love you all, each and every one of you. Absolutely. Bye bye, everyone. Remember to roll low and rally well, but, but not, not playing us. us. Bye bye. That's for sure. Bye bye. <laughs>